Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. I'm in a mode. What does that mean? That means I'm in a mode. I'm in a big mode. What's that mode mean? Well, I'm tired of guys like Mark Jackson, Anderson Cooper. I mean, serious. I'm actually tired of the GM of the Colts, Chris Ballard, and his minions. The Colts don't have any, none, zero, zip. Primetime games, and that's another reflection on a six-year, six-year regime that just gets bouquets and flowers thrown to them by all the little clowns around here. I'm not happy about it living in India. Like, look, in Indianapolis, you want a couple of things. One, you want your football team to be good because we don't have a basketball team that's even close. I'll get into that in a minute. We don't have a baseball team. Your football team's got to be good. Indiana's going to be Indiana. Yeah, hip thrust the like button. Don't even start with me, ladies and gentlemen. So we got to have the Colts be good, and we got a six-year guy. Yes, right, not one, not two, not three, not four, not five, not six, now seven-year guy who's in charge, and we don't even have a damn we don't even have a damn home playoff game, not one. A division title, not one. And the schedule comes out, and guess what? Uh, oh, I don't know. Let me look. No home primetime games. Like, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about? It's ridiculous. So the schedule gets released, and I'm all for it. I am. I'm not going to lie. I think it's great. Uh, for Colts fans, it is must-win game one. You can't keep losing to the Jags. You cannot. You cannot, you can't, and it's week one. You can't do it. I'm sorry. And I'm going to go through some over-unders here that I'm not exactly happy about, but I also got to get, get into a couple things. Let's go to Mark Jackson. So Mark Jackson, it's not exactly like this guy's a genius. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it's not exactly like we're asking this guy to do anything other than know the NBA. I mean, seriously, are we, are we asking him to do anything other than know the NBA? No, we're not. Of course we're not. You know, we're not asking you to split the atom. You were the fake preacher that got with, I don't know what happened with, with all the stuff in Golden State. They got tired of you because you're a preachy guy that didn't, apparently, I don't know, but it seems like, according to the media, I'm going Pat McAfee, live up to your word as a preacher. And now, all of a sudden, you don't even know the NBA well enough to put uh, Nikolai Jokic in your top five. Now, normally, I don't get into these things, but I think it's inherent racism. I do. I think what you saw out of Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins is exactly what you saw out of this guy right here, Mark Jackson, just in reverse. He was not going to put a white guy on his ballot. I mean, you can argue with me all you'd like, but Gilgis Alexander, Donovan Mitchell as MVP over Nikolai Jokic, he apologized, said he forgot, and many, including my friend Mark Boyle, actually bought it. I'm not buying none of it. He did what he did. Uh, his fellas gave him props, dapped him up, said screw the white guy, that kind of thing. We all know. I mean, look, I, lead, I deal in the real world. I do. I'm sorry. I deal in the real world. I know how the real world works. The real world doesn't worry, in Mark Jackson's case, about what a guy like me says or what anybody in the media says. They worry about what their guy said. People around it, Mark, that was good, man. I see what you did. Well, you know, I apologize. I told him. I mean, I could tell you the real words, but the real words would not be allowed 
uh, on television that white people get called in situations. I'm not going to get into that. But the truth of the matter is uh, we're asking you to do one thing. We are. I mean, we're not asking you. We don't we don't care about your business interests saving the world. You're not going to cure cancer. Uh, we're not asking you to split the atom, although somebody here at Harvard was doing that in class. We found out last night. All we ask you to do is know the NBA a little bit. That's it. And you're too stupid. I mean, seriously. I mean, you, you don't tell me you forgot. You didn't forget. I don't think you're that stupid. I think you're just racist. That's what I think it was. I do. I'm sorry. I think it was. I think it was a response. And people can say what they'd like. Well, he apologized, my friend Mark Boyle said. Yeah, okay. But I, I live in the real world. And the real world is not, hey, I apologize. The real world is not uh, fans saying, Mark, you're stupid. The real world is the phone calls, the text you got, man. I like what you did there, MJ or whatever they call him. Don't even try me. Uh, and by the way, Jokic last night, if he's not the MVP, or not, I don't know if he should be the MVP, but if he's not in the top five of the MVP, then the N NBA is one hell of a league. I mean, one hell of a league, 125 to 120. And Jokic just said, screw it. He averaged 34 and a half and a triple-double against the number one pick in the draft, DeAndre Ayton, against a guy that you all tell me is so great. He's a jump shooter. Uh, Alex English. Oh, wait a second. No, Kevin Durant. You all tell me these guys are great, but I ain't buying it. I'm sorry. I'm just not buying it. I'm not buying it. I'm not buying it for a second. You guys, I, look, I, there have always been great scores. I use Alex English because Alex English, George Gervin, these guys were always at the top of the list in the NBA, and that's all Kevin Durant is. He's nothing else. I mean, seriously, he, he, that's all he is. The only difference is George Gervin never joined a team that won a title. And if you don't know the name George Gervin, I can put you wrong. But anyway, Alex English was a guy that averaged about 25 every time he played uh, in a basketball game. And sometimes we'd go get 35, sometimes go get 45. So he averaged about 30. You tell me the difference between that and KD, Kevin Durant. And I will sit here and I will listen because I am not buying I am not buying it. See, I'm going to go back to Mark Jackson for a second. If you're a preacher like our resident preacher in the YouTube chat band, Pastor Man, I live up to my word as a preacher. I don't say anything. That's right. That's right. I mean, I'm just telling you. You know, when you don't live up to your word and then you're full of crap and then you're trying to throw, it's just garbage and I don't want to hear it. Uh, Dan, age and injury may have caught up to Durant. Isn't that interesting? Because I think of Durant as a young guy, but you're right. See, I think of Steph Curry as a young guy, but he's 35. Now, I do think of LeBron James as a little bit older. I do. I, I think of LeBron James. Okay, now this is a guy that's got some ass to him. This is a guy that's got some age to him, right? I don't know if you guys saw this. And I'm going to get into the Knicks here in a second, but I don't know if you saw this. But this is truly amazing. And by the way, the great Benetti joins us coming up in 15 minutes. Did you guys see this? Did you actually see what happened here? Now, I don't understand all the particulars. Well, let me get to the Celtics uh, and the Sixers. The Celtics did what the Celtics needed to do. Jason Tatum broke out of his slump, and the Sixers, frankly, came back to earth a little bit. If you were going to say to me, Dan, the NBA is fixed, I would argue, I would always argue, but I got to tell you, I think everybody and their mother knew that the Celtics were going to win that game, and frankly, I think everybody and their mother knew that the Sixers couldn't keep playing as well as they're playing. Now you got a game seven, and now you got some sexiness. There's a lot of reports out there that Joe Mazzulla, the head coach, who I really like, uh, of the Celtics is going to be fired if or when they lose, uh, whether it is anything other than a championship. I don't buy that, but who knows? Who knows? 
But anyway, that's interesting stuff. But did you see this? Did you see this out of Dwight Howard? Lee's walking up here. We got Harvard softball today. We won 12 to three. But did you see this out of Dwight Howard? Like, look, I just got to get your opinion on this. You ready? I got to get your opinion. Like, we're not allowed if you're an NBA player. You're not allowed to say that China is a country. Uh, I, 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 I want you to understand something. I'm sorry, you're not allowed to say Taiwan is a country. You're not allowed to even say something is a country. I'm going to say that again to you. You're not allowed because China, who runs the NBA, has long claimed Taiwan as a territory. It's a territory. It's not a, it'd be like saying that Puerto Rico is a state. If anybody said Puerto Rico was a state, would anybody really be that upset about it? So here's what Dwight Howard said. Since I've come to Taiwan, he's there playing basketball. I've gained a new appreciation for this country. The place makes me feel so much love. I experience so much hospitality with a friendly and greatly, greatly living environment. He's an idiot. You know, so you're going to get that kind of thing with such a great, diverse culture. All right. Guess what? Chinese social media, Weibo, attacked him, demanding him to apologize for recognizing the reality that China is actually a, or excuse me, Taiwan is actually a country. Now, I want you to think about this. And the idiot did. Where I'm from, if I say I want to go to the country, it does not mean the place is a country. It's just how we talk. If I offended anyone in China, I apologize. It is not my intent to harm anyone with what I said in the commercial. I'm not a politician. I don't want to get involved in any politics. I have the utmost respect for Chinese people and utmost respect for Taiwanese people. So it was never of my intent. He walked back claiming that a country is a country. John Cena did the same thing. Hookstead has a great article on it. I mean, we live in a we live in a world of idiots. Actually, we live in a country of idiots, and we're going to get into some of that uh, with Bo Hines. Bo Hines uh, is going to tell you all the things going on at the border and other places. Benetti and I are going to tell you uh, what we thought about. I don't know. Uh, Larry David's latest, right? I mean, uh, Haley's got some videos coming up here. Later. It's just fascinating to me. And Armando's going to talk about the schedule, which I'm going to do right now. All right. So if you're an NFL person, which we all are, right? All of us are NFL people. We love the NFL. We can't wait to get to the NFL. The NFL is golden. We, every Sunday, for particularly the first few, is like a holiday, is it not? I mean, we walk around and we're like, we can't wait for this to go down. This is fascinating. This is fantastic, right? But we want our team to be good because when your team is not good and your team is out of it, then you got a problem. But here's the answer to that, ladies and gentlemen. All right, say it with me, YouTube chat. The answer to the malaise of a bad NFL team is gambling. Don't at me either, people. Don't even try. Because you know, I know, gambling is the great panacea. And, ladies and gentlemen, the great panacea of gambling, or the great thing about gambling when your team stinks, is what? I'll wait for it. I'll wait for it. Season totals. Colts stink. Season totals save the day. Colts are great. Season totals are still in play. I love it. And yesterday, I got to tell you, it came out. So I'm going to throw a couple at you 
that as I look at the schedule, there's no way in hell anybody can tell me, no way, zero, zip, nada, that the Colts aren't going to win more than three and a half games. Now, I'm sorry, but if you're going to tell me they're going to, somebody said today, well, you know, I don't see the Colts winning more than three and a half games. And I'm like, you're out of your mind. I tell you the team that you're going to like this year. You ready for it? The team you're going to like, mark this down. Let's, let's chart this right now. The team that you are going to like in the NFL, the Baltimore Ravens. You're going to really like the Ravens. The Ravens open with the Texans. Now, the Texans might be good. We don't know. The Texans might be great. We don't know. But there's my cold schedule. I'm going to get into that. But honest to God, the team you're going to like is the Ravens. Now, the over-under on the Ravens is nine and a half. So they got to go 10 and seven. I'll take 10 and seven on the Ravens any day. Why, Dan? Why are the Ravens going to be good? I saw all this angst in the offseason with Lamar Jackson. No, 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 no. See, what happens is when you have angst and you come through that angst better and stronger, as Lamar Jackson has. Now you say to me, why has Lamar Jackson come through better and stronger? Got his money. And while they were getting their money, John Harbaugh said nothing wrong. John Harbaugh did not screw it up. John Harbaugh did not make it personal. John Harbaugh handled it like an absolute pro. I mean, like a pro. And the Ravens, ladies and gentlemen, have a nice schedule early. Commanders at the Commanders. Texans, that's 2-0 at the Bengals, 2-1. Colts, 3-1. And then they've got their division. Now they've got a tough stretch, three in a row on the road, and then they go to the Lions. But when you look at they are going to win 10 games, and you and I are going to say, hey, look, Double D won us some money. They are? That's what you're going to say. You're going to say Texans, Ravens, Colt, uh, that's a win. At the Bengals, loss. Colts at home, win. At the Browns, win. At the Steelers, win. At the Titans, win. Uh, against the Lions, win. At the Cardinals, win. See, what I'm saying is their road games are not that hard. When your road games are the Browns, who okay, Bengals, tough road games. Steelers, you believe in Kenny Pickett? I don't know. What are you thinking of the Titans? Ah, Cardinals without Kyler Murray. When your road games are okay and not bad, then you got a real chance. Seriously. And that's the deal in NFL scheduling. Look, you're not going to be any good at all, at all, if you cannot win home games. Like, you might as well not, if you don't think your team is going to win the majority of home games, you might as well not even, ladies and gentlemen, not even bother with your team because you got to win home games. I mean, you know, people, people get mad or glad or angry or sad, but I mean, if you are not, if you don't think your team can beat the uh, Cleveland Browns at home, good team, not great, then your team is not very good. That's as simple as I can make it. Now, a lot of people think differently about schedules, and that's cool. But as a coach, that is always how you look at who we playing on the road, when we playing them on the road, uh, and where now with the NFL are we playing on the road? Because where on the road doesn't necessarily mean that we are playing you at your place. It can mean that we are playing you in Mexico. It can mean that we are playing you in Germany like the Colts are doing. That's the deal. So I'm looking at the Colts and I'm going, well, you got to be Jacksonville. Is there ever a game that in week one is a must-win game? Let me ask you, and I hate to make this Colts-centric, but you can do this with any team. Basically, every team 
has a guy. I'm going to move over here a little bit, center me up. Basically, every team has a team that is like their, oh, I don't know, nemesis. We saw it two years ago, last game of the year. All the Colts got to do is go beat the freaking Jaguars. Opening game, I mean, they cannot beat the Jaguars. So every team has a nemesis. So now you're starting a new regime, and must win does not mean. It does not mean the coach is getting fired. Must win does not mean that if you don't win this game, nobody's showing up for game two. Uh, but must win means we've got our nemesis. Maybe not our rivals. You know, maybe it's not Purdue and Indiana, you know, UCLA, USC to start the season. But it is your nemesis, the team that you just can't, for whatever the reason, just get out of your hair. You can't beat them. You can't get it done. And that's who the Colts have opening day. It's fascinating. It seems like they always play them opening day. But when you look at your team, so you look at the Colts and you go, okay, they got to go to Baltimore. They got to go to Houston. Houston stinks. They got to go to Jacksonville. They got to go to Carolina. They got to go to Tennessee, Cincinnati, Atlanta. Colts got an easy schedule. They ain't nothing wrong with the Colts easy. Colts got to play New England at home. Colts got to play Baltimore at Baltimore. Now that's a mother. But Colts got a schedule. They got to play the Rams. That's at home. Are the Rams any good? I don't know if we think the Rams. So when you look at the Colts schedule, I would argue based on road game at Atlanta, at Cincinnati, Atlanta stinks, Cincinnati, good. At Tennessee, we'll see. At Charlotte or Carolina, no good. At Jacksonville, not great. At Houston, at Baltimore, you tell me. Seriously, you tell me. That's how you look at a schedule, ladies and gentlemen. That's what you do. You don't. You know who you play at home. And if, again, if you cannot win home games, you cannot win nothing. Nothing. Zero. I mean, zip. I mean, take your team and don't even worry about making the playoffs if you're not going to win a home game, for crying out loud. I mean, that's just common sense. But those damn road games, man, they get you. They get you and they get you. Hard, really, really hard. So as we look at the Colts, they say six and a half. I'm going to bust that over six and a half. I had a guy say they're not going to win over three and a half. I think I said that earlier. So I'm going to take the Ravens at nine and a half, over nine and a half. I think the Ravens are good. I think the Ravens are going to be really good. In fact, I'll be shocked if they are not one of the teams that about midway through, everybody's that doesn't know Jack Squat in the NFL is saying, well, what a surprise team. I'm just telling I'm taking them because they got through crap, crap, and came out the other end. I'll tell you another team that I'm going to be uh, taking because I think they're going to be very good. They went through crap. It's a building process. Ten and a half is a big number in the NFL. Ten and a half is a lot. And ten and a half when you're the Buffalo Bills and you have in your division, you've got Miami, who's good. Are they, though? You've got New England, who's not. You got the Jets, who everybody says is, but are they though? You know, you got 10 and a half, so that's 11 and six. I mean, look, let's be honest, that's not like the 72 Dolphins. And this is a team, again, went through crap, absolute crap, right? They lost, they played terrible, they let everybody in the city down, they had a chance on the big stage, they didn't get it done. But I want you to think about what normally happens in professional sports. Normally, if you don't blow the team up, if you don't destroy it, that team that goes through garbage, goes through nonsense, comes back and comes back better, particularly when you have enough talent. And, oh, by the way, uh, they got a lot of talent. Oh, by the way, 
They got Josh Allen. Oh, by the way, they still have an incredible home field advantage. So I would take – see, 10.5 looks daunting to people. 10.5 looks like, hey, man, man you're going to win 10. I don't know. Is 11-6 and six that, that ridiculous? Is it that hard? Is it that intense? Is it that tough? Is it that hard to just get 11 wins? Uh, I don't know. What do you got, eight, nine home games? I don't know, but I like that a lot. I like teams. In fact, I love teams that are in the business of making jumps after going through a bunch of crap. And if you've been through a bunch of crap, I am your man. I am your man as long as you kept the team together. Now, the Colts went through crap, but the Colts were self-inflicted. The Colts were stupid. For some reason, somehow, you explain this to me. Uh, you explain to me the Colts. Explain it to me. Hiring Jeff Saturday. I'm going to go to the YouTube chat and explain to me how. That's not going through crap. That's tanking. That's tanking of the first order. We're going to hire a guy from the TV booth that's never coached. And in fact, when he did coach, didn't win much as a high school coach. But we're going to win the press conference. We're going to have everybody going, yay, Rod, go fight, win. We're going to have everybody sitting around going, man, is he good? Boy, is he great? He's a beloved cult, blah, 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 blah. No, what it was was a complete and utter tank job. Would you agree with that? I think we'd agree with that. I think we'd all agree with that. They tanked. They simply said we're not going to win. I don't know. Is that right? Is that wrong? Maybe not. I don't know. They always say they don't tank here in Indy, but they do. I got to talk about Dan Campbell. So Dan Campbell is the anti-Colt. See, the Colts back in the day had a general manager that when the riots were going on, he cried and talked about how white people don't understand stuff. And everybody went, oh, isn't that great? Then we had a coach who they said they staged this. All the players stood around him, and he knelt in the middle of the field while everybody else stood. Oh, isn't this great? And I'm sitting there going, is it? I mean, it's nice, but you're here to win a football game. They talk about relationships. They talk about it's not just one guy. They talk about all this stuff, right? And I'm sitting there going, look, in the NFL, I want one thing and one thing only, and that is to win football games. So you watch on Hard Knocks, they got a soft team, it's ridiculous. Okay. The bottom line then becomes this. The bottom line then becomes, well, what does Detroit do? Detroit hires a crazy man. Detroit hires a guy that, hey, look, what are we doing? Uh, we're going to bite kneecaps. We're going to fight you. We're going to wrestle you. We're going to do all this. We're going to do this, that, and the other. And you go, wait a second here. All of a sudden, they're an interesting team. All of a sudden, guess what they are? All of a sudden... They're a team that is in the opening game of the freaking year in the NFL. All of a sudden. How does that happen? Well, because they hired a guy that's interesting, hired a guy that's tough, got a team that bought into the toughness, and away they went. What do the Colts do? <laughs> oh, wait. When last seen, Chris Ballard was lecturing our city about AK. He got it all wrong. AK, AR-15. And when last really seen, Chris Ballard was presiding over a complete mess. Hire tough people. Dan Campbell is a dude's dude. Dan Campbell is a man's man. Dan Campbell is not sitting here and waiting on your BS. Dan Campbell is not doing it. You know what Dan Campbell is trying to do? He's trying to get wins. He's trying to get his team into the Super Bowl. He is not messing around with stupid stuff. By the way, documents show, and I don't know if you saw this. Let me stay with the NFL. Jalen Carter's kind of a mess. 
So Jalen Carter drag race, and now it's come out that Jalen Carter was driving with a suspended license. Like, I got to tell you, at some point, and I know you're not allowed to do this because he just won a couple national championships, but at some point, don't you got to look at Georgia and go, what the hell are you people doing there? So Jalen Carter, he's driving with a suspended license. According to the father of one of the dead people, he was, he was drag racing, causing the death. I mean, we got a train wreck going on here in Georgia. I mean, a train wreck. So Jalen Carter falls. He'll end up playing. And you know the truth of the matter is, and I live in the real world. You guys don't live in the real world. I live in the real world. Jalen Carter's people are like, hey, man, you got that bag. That's exactly what Jalen Carter's people do. There is absolute no question in my mind that that's what happens on a daily basis. Hey, man, you got that bag. Don't worry about it. See, I got Catholic guilt. I, I don't know how I would live with myself. I don't. I don't know how I would live with myself if, in fact, I were involved in something like that. I honestly don't. But this dude and the rest of these guys, just and now they're young. I'm old. I get it. Dude had a suspended license. Dude was drag racing. A couple people died as a result. Not your fault necessarily that the girl, but why is a girl driving a car? I don't know. I don't know, man. But I know this, the father of the kid named Willock, he filed a lawsuit and away you went. So Jalen Carter, he'll be out there. You think anybody gives a rat's? No, we care whether or not we call China a country. Just think about the world that we live in for a second. We're going to talk about the world that we live in. Uh, coming up here. I don't know where Benetti is. Maybe I was wrong on the time. I thought he was coming up on, uh, uh, I thought he was coming up at uh, 12 1220. Maybe we missed him. Maybe I missed him. Uh, maybe I screwed that up. I don't know. Uh, but Benetti is going to join us. Uh, we got all kinds of things going on today. The world is insane. The borders are way open. Uh, it, it, it's chaos all across the board. And I'm here for all of it. Uh, I can't wait to get this show going as it is, and we're going to have a great, great day. Go to the YouTube and go like it. Tell your friends to get on the YouTube and let's go. Let's go. Let's not even mess around. Why are we messing around? Get to the YouTube and like it. We got Bo, hit, Bo Hines coming on. He's going to discuss the border. It's just a mess. We got people running across that don't even know why they're allowed to run across. They have no idea. They're sitting there going, what the hell are we doing? We get to come into America for nothing? And then we're going to play Where in the World is Jason Benetti? That's a good game. That's a great game. Where in the world is Jason Benetti when we come back? Man, I'm fired up. Sack the hell up and don't go anywhere. Don't at me. We'll be right back after this. All right, we talked about the NBA or NFL giving um, the schedule. We'll talk more about it with Armando, our good friend Armando Seguera. Look, I, um, I applaud the NFL, don't you? I mean, every week so far, we've had something. Well, it's been week after week after week, draft coverage, and we had the draft, and it was week after week after week, uh, or a couple weeks, of, hey, look, here's what happened in the draft. Here's who won. Here's who lost. Uh, Matt Miller. And Matt Miller is a, is a new guy. For some reason, Matt Miller used to come at me all the time on Twitter. I've never seen the little guy. And then I saw what he looked like, and I'm like, yeah, you can come at me. That's cool. Uh, anyway, but so that – then culminates last night with the NFL release. Please feel free. Go to the YouTube chat and let me know what you think of the NFL release. Look, uh, new CEO at Twitter, Linda 
Yeah, Carino. Now I gotta tell you, I, hey, look, I this is probably well, everything is. See, here's the thing I don't understand. All right. Here's the thing I do not understand. So women dress up, low-cut dresses. Uh, the, you know, the little girls in college take off their clothes, put on bikinis, show their ass. But men are not supposed to look or comment. Is that the world that we're living in? Is, 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 I mean, if it is, please help me. But I saw pictures of this Linda Yacarino. Uh, Carino. Whoa. Wow. Good for Twitter. Good for us. But I would hope that she could help us out a little bit here. Uh, she is the global advertising and partner. She's the chairman, man. She left NBC Universal Media. And now she is going to become the Twitter CEO. Good. Seems like a really nice lady. Obviously a very smart lady. Somebody that, well, I don't know. Uh, a lot of people think is the perfect person to run Twitter. So there you go. So good. But I tell you what, we're dying on Twitter, and I don't know why. Ever since Elon Musk came in and changed the rules, I mean, Twitter and our uh, outkick have been at odds, and I don't understand it. I really don't. I mean, I would think that Twitter and outkick would be best of friends, but some reason, Twitter and outkick, uh, something's going on there, and we got to get to the bottom of it. And I'm going to get a hold of Linda and say, what the hell's happening here? What the hell's going on around here? You know, we got... Thousands upon thousands of people running in the borders. We've got an idiot president that says, well, it'll be chaos. Uh, we've got so much going on with the border right now. We've got so much going on in our country right now. We've got so much crap going on right now. And you know what we worry about? We worry about when can we cancel the next person? Now, people say, well, Dan, you wanted Bob Huggins canceled. No, I didn't. I didn't give a damn whether Bob Huggins got fired, brother Bob Huggins. I could care less what happens with Bob Huggins. I just told you who I thought he was and what I think he is. And I gave you stories to back it up. But the truth of the matter is, uh, why are we so concerned about a guy named Jason well, McIntyre? I had Jason McIntyre on my show, and he's fine. He's a little pot-stirring guy, right? But people are just crazy that he compared Chicago to Afghanistan, calling it a war zone. So people get up in arms with Jason McIntyre. Now, if you don't know who Jason is, he is the little buddy of Colin Cowherd. He's the Ed McMahon to Cowherd's Johnny Carson. I don't know the no, I don't know the guys that do it now. Like I don't know what Conan's guy or I don't know Kimball's guy. I don't know who they have. I, so I, I always go to McMahon and Carson. But the truth of the matter is. All he said was he compared Chicago to a war zone. Well, a few years ago, Chicago, ladies and gentlemen, had more homicides than the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan combined. Now, let me ask you a question. Just based on that statistic alone, why is anybody upset with Jason McIntyre. Can somebody please explain this to me? Why do we get so bent out of shape? Why does our ass get so chapped, as they say in the big leagues? That's what they say in the big leagues. Ah, he's chapped. He's got the red going. Okay. Let me ask you this question seriously. Why does anybody question this? South Chicago, the southern part of Chicago, has more murders, well, actually across the board, 
more murders than the war in Afghanistan and Iraq combined. You know who would be mad? You know who I would be mad? I would be mad at the wars, whoever's running the war in Afghanistan and Iraq. I'd be like, why are you comparing us to Chicago? We don't need, we, I would be mad about being compared to Chicago. If I was a war zone, oh, hey man, we're a war zone. It ain't good around here, but we ain't Chicago. Now you, hey, hold on a second. Compare us to other places, but don't compare us to that hellhole that is Chicago. Look, I'm from that area. I'm from the murder capital of the United States, Gary, Indiana. We understand murder. And murder ain't never been like it is right now in Chicago. So I don't get why anybody is all upset with Jason McIntyre. Jason McIntyre, first, I'm sure it was just a throwaway line. Second, what is everybody mad? Twitter flipped out. Twitter gets all excited. Why? All you got to know is one statistic. More murders in Chicago than the two places combined. Now, I don't know about you, but it seems to me he's pretty accurate. Uh, Funhouse says Fox Sports broadcaster Jason Little Buddy McIntyre calls a great city of Chicago a war zone. Well, it is a great city. David Dennis, of course, uh, uh, from ESPN says, well, this is racism because, of course, only black people are in Chicago. David Dennis is an idiot. I saw him one day. He is a stone idiot. Whew, that's racist. Whoops, a race, uh, a racism. That's what some guy named K-Doc says. Really? All right. I guess. Um, Chicago beaches are great. Love Chicago beaches. Hey, you can't even go to the damn bean without a couple weeks ago kids coming to destroy it. Homicides in Chicago eclipse death toll in Afghanistan and Iraq. That's all you need to know, ain't it? So, yes, we cannot wait, particularly guys like David Dennis Jr., who is a clown on ESPN, who you really got to look up. He's trying really hard. Like, everybody saw cap money. Let's be honest. All, all these guys that are, are non, nothing. I mean, what is, you know, whatever they are. But you know what? All these guys are like, well, we want to get cap money. So we're going to be an activist. David Dennis Jr. is now telling us that this is racism because he, Jason McIntyre, correctly posted that it is like a war zone when, in fact, it is has more homicides than a war zone. Now, I don't know about you guys, but here's my thoughts on war. My thoughts on war are acquisition and killing. That's how I look at war. We're trying to acquire land, right, and kill to do it. Well, that's what Chicago's got going on. So crush me all you'd like, Twitter. I don't know what to tell you, but it seems very simple to me. But I do understand. So with all the stuff going on, all the crap going on, you know what I never hear on ESPN? They want to get into all this stuff and say it's right. You know what I never hear on the New York, in the New York Times? You know what I never, I never hear commentary on what's actually important. Borders open up like crazy people. Biden's a whole family, including granddaughters, have been given money. I don't hear a word about it, but hey, man, David Dennis Jr. is all upset. Now, me personally, I go to Chicago any day, anytime, any way. I love Chicago. Chicago's like a second home to me. It is. It is. Uh, I'll stay at the Thompson Hotel right across the street. 
from in the Viagra Triangle. Love it. Go to Wrigley. Love it. But I'll tell you this. I ain't going to the South Side. Used to be when you went to Chicago, here's what you did. Tell me I'm wrong. Uh, you go up. Amateurs only go to Dan Ryan. Amateurs. If you go the, 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 the toll road or if you go 8094 to the Dan Ryan, you're an amateur. You go toll road. And used to be you got off right there. First exit over the Skyway. Right there. It took you by Farrakhan's place. It took you and you got into uh, past the Field Museum. Or no, that's the science and industry, past the science and industry, up Lakeshore, uh, past McCormick Place and into the city. Now you got to be very careful. If that's racism, I don't know what to tell you, son. I mean, look, if facts, I get it, facts to David Dennis Jr., whatever the hell his name is, are racist. But hey, facts be facts, people. Facts are facts. Like if you used to, it's funny, I had a friend. I went to camp with Carl Golston. Carl Golston lived in the Robert Taylor homes right across the street from Wrigley or Sox Park, literally across. And he's like, uh, Dan, I go, yeah, I go, I go to White Sox Park. I'll visit you. He goes, yeah, you ain't visiting me. You ain't coming in here. Don't come in here. Don't park on our side. You know, and so, again, we could all meet, immediately say something's racist. But what Jason McIntyre said was absolutely, well, proven true. East side of Indy, same thing. East side of Indy, south side, downtown Indy. Indy is becoming absolutely crazy, 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 crazy. Uh, Uncouth says, telling that he mentioned in that clip he hasn't been to Chicago in 15 years. I have. I've been there in the last month. I love Chicago. It's great. But stop. Stop it. Just stop it, stupid, as they say in the Stop it, stupid. That's what, uh, yeah. There you go. There's Chicago. But, hey, David Dennis Jr., if I were Jason McIntyre, like you say stupid things, I say stupid things, and sometimes you feel bad for them, but I ain't feeling bad about that one. Mm -mm. Nope. Uh, an elderly guy decided he was going to rob a New Orleans bank using a walker. Now, this is something I can get down with. This is something that I can get absolutely down with. Hey, look, if we're going to rob a bank, I always tell my kids two things. If you're going to rob a bank, don't do it for $10. Seriously. And I always told my daughter, stay in school. You know, when I would go to Vegas, and I think it was in New York, New York, they got a bar. And they had girls dancing on poles in the bar, in the hotel, in the casino. They weren't naked. I'd take pictures and go, hey, Laura, stay in school. And i probably offend you, but that's my style of parent. Yeah, stay in school. Yeah, we don't need you. We don't need you running around here. We don't need you. Uh-uh. No, stay the hell in school. Period. So here we go. An elderly woman thinks that she's going to walk in in her walker, and guess what? Rob the bank. See, here's the deal. Here's what I would do as a teller. I'd be like, lady, don't kill me. I'm going to secure you a real low interest loan. And in fact, I'm going to get the other tellers here to pay off the loan. What, what do you think you need? 1500 A couple grand? What, what, what do you need? Seriously. When you do that, I mean, a lady walks in. It's pathetic. You see, you know, she, how desperate do you have to be if you're this lady, right? How desperate do you have to be to walk in on a walker and rob a bank at that age in that hell? You got to be pretty desperate. So I would, this is the way I, work, I look at the world, even though it 
you know, you guys may argue with me or get mad at me, but at, at different times, but I got to tell you, uh, I think I would gather everybody together and say, all right, lady, we're going to get you, we can get you two grand loan. We're going to take care of it. We're, we're, we're just, we're just going to take care of it. And there we go. I think that's smart. Uh, our friend Pat Forty, who and we used to be friends, I think he's mad at me because, well, Pat never, he's a great writer and a great dude. I really like Pat Forty. But Pat's all up in arms because, well, Bob Huggins gets to stay at West Virginia. Now, Pat wanted Huggins canceled. You also got to remember, and this is where I lost Pat uh, years ago, Pat decided that he didn't care about Leah Thomas, even though Leah Thomas was beating his daughter and others. His daughter's a great swimmer in Olympia. But Pat is all mad that, well, frankly, Bob Huggins gets to stay. He hasn't said a word about Leah Thomas, and we all know why. Look, middle-aged white dude is low-hanging fruit. I want. I didn't care whether Huggins was gone. I knew he wasn't going to be gone. I said it at the time, but I was going to tell you what a dirtbag I've always thought Huggins was. And still do. Got fined a million bucks, lost a long-term contract, sensitivity training. I think the worst of that would have to be sitting there in sensitivity training, listening to some woke clown tell me how I'm supposed to feel at 69 years old. I think that would be awful. I do. I, 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 I think that would be awful. Uh, I don't know if the punishment fit the crime. I don't think any of us would survive that, but we're also not iconic coaches in a backward state. But Pat Forty did sit in silence, absolute silence, and was very cowardice when Leah Thompson, Thomas, the male swimmer, was winning national championships over his daughter. And I've always thought this. Look, everybody's entitled to their own opinion on things. And actually, Brooke Forty, his daughter, gave a really good answer. I just want people to be happy. It's just swimming. And if that's your take, then fine. But I don't know that I agree or I don't know that that's actually how Pat, uh, Brooke Forty could feel because of all the hard work she put in. Like, I got to tell you, if you don't know anything about swimming in college, hardest working people in a college athletic department is not football, it's not basketball, it's not soccer. It is the swimmers, period. Period. Doc Councilman, the known, or, or Hobie Billingsley, one of the two, they worked together. One was a diving, one was a swimming coach. They're the best to ever do it. Had some kind of machine that you would pull. And when basketball players under Bob Knight, myself included, got in trouble, we had to get on that machine down in the weight room. And I got to tell you, it killed you. It absolutely crushed you. It was like, cheese. And that's why you see swimmers with these monster backs, like I'm trying to fit it in here. They got these big backs. Like you can tell a swimmer, you can tell a wrestler by the ears, right? And you can tell a swimmer by how broad they are in the back. You can show movies on swimmers' backs for crying out loud. And it's because they do all these crazy works and they do it at five in the morning and then you got these big coaches. So I cannot believe, not even a little bit, that you're going to sit there and be silent as your daughter has gone through all this and some dude, Leah Thomas, who is three millionth in the boys' division, comes over and whips your daughter in the NCAA tournament. You're telling me you're going to sit silently? And then you're going to complain about what? What? Huggins? What? That's what you're going to do? All right. Hey, look, everybody's got to pick their battles. That's it. You got to pick your battles. 
We all pick our battles, right? Well, apparently, our battles are not whether the Biden family took all this money, are not whether or not 51 senators or whatever they were, intelligence agents signed off as TV, or excuse me, as newspapers are now having proof of on the Hunter Biden story being a hoax, thus influencing the election. Apparently, we're not going to do that. We're worried about whether or not the punishment fit the crime and who's the most important person in West Virginia. I got two words for me. My ass hurts. That's three. Seriously. Doesn't yours? Doesn't at some point your ass hurt from all this? We're worried about Jason McIntyre saying that the worst city in terms of murder in the country is a war zone, and we're worried about that. That's racist. Okay. All right. That's what we're worried about. That's what we're, hey, look, Bo Hines is going to come on here and give you real things to worry about. Bo Hines, uh, I can't wait to talk to him. See, I love Chicago and I like Pat Ford. But let's be honest. And whether or not Chicago has murders, I'm still going to go to Cubs games. I'm not going to the South Side. Hey, look, the only reason I ever went to the South Side, my, I had family that lived there. Before it became crazy, and ladies and gentlemen, recruiting. I remember going to Farragut High School when Kevin Garnett was there, Ronnie Fields was there. I remember walking through metal detectors. I remember all this. I went to every place you want to go. I remember the great Jawan Howard. How about Jawan Howard? This is a good story. Jawan Howard at CVS High School, which is the biggest high school in the country at one time. It's right literally across the Indiana border over the Skyway. As you're driving into Chicago, heading west, it's on the left side, the north side of the street. He walked us into the school, Coach Knight. Not me. He walked Coach Knight into the school when he arrived at a recruiting visit. I went off somewhere else because he said it's a dangerous neighborhood. Are we not allowed to stay dangerous neighborhoods or war zones? Of course they are. I mean, they got guns like war zones. But somehow, some way, well, you can't say that. Really? All right. Because David Dennis Jr. is going to get mad at you. Next, you know, Harry Lyles from ESPN is going to get mad at Harry Lyles got a job because he got a DUI. Why does he still have a job? I don't know, but he does. Don't get me started. You guys get me started. I got all kinds of problems going on. You guys get me started on stuff. And next thing you know, I'm getting in trouble. And I don't, I don't need no trouble today. I got Harvard, who won. Princeton, the, the one seed, lost. Harvard takes on a team they just beat three times, Columbia. If they win, they are in the championship tomorrow. If they lose, we're going to spend all day at the ballpark. If they lose twice, we may be driving home. And that's a long drive. Don't get me started. Yeah, swimmers and wrestlers. If you want to know a wrestler, look at his ears. They got the cauliflower going across their ears. It's horrible. It's awful. It's ridiculous. But that cauliflower, it don't go away. And swimmers, all you got to do is who's I, – I went yesterday, and this is a very cool thing. I went yesterday. We were sitting there tailgating. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go see Princeton's uh, gym. So I walked over to the gym. I walked in the building next to it and see what this was. It was a swimming pool, glorious swimming pool. And there were three dudes and two girls. You could tell they were swimmers. I don't give a damn. If, if you knew anything about any college sports, you went, oh, wait. Swimmer, swimmer, girls, bro, everybody's got these strong, uh, glorious. I want to be a swimmer. I want to train. If you want to work out, train like a swimmer for six months. Hey, uh, we got to talk about this. I, I don't know. I, are you getting tired of Tom Brady? Tom Brady is in talks. 
deep conversations, they say, to be an owner with the Raiders. Now, here's the deal with Tom Brady. I said this before. He's got this 375, 10-year deal with us, with Fox. Now, I'm not, look, I I, got to tiptoe around this because I do not think that that Greg Olson is very good. He's fine. I mean, that's not true. I think he's fine. I think he's good. But he's not like this outworldly guy that Tom Brady can't come in. He's a really nice guy that the media really likes. Uh, He's kind of a modern guy. Seems like a great dude. But he's not the kind of guy that you're like, wait a second, uh, you're going to block Tom Brady. Because we got to see if Tom Brady's any good at this gig, don't we? But I said this forever. Back in Indianapolis, people were always saying, well, Peyton Manning, he got to become the damn guy. I go, what do you mean the guy? Well, he got to be the quarterback coach. He what? Offense coordinator? I go, no, 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 no. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, what do they do, people? What have I educated you on? They own. They don't work for. Who's Tom Brady last worked for? The Tampa Bay Buccaneers. What's Peyton Manning? Who's Peyton Manning worked for? I guess you could say he works for ESPN, but it's Omaha Productions. You work for people when you play. When you amass that kind of recognition and that kind of wealth, you ain't working for nobody. You think these guys are going to show up at 6 a.m. for the coaches meeting to go over how we're going to pass against the Oakland Raiders or the Los Angeles Raiders or the Las Vegas Raiders or the Chicago Bears? Are you crazy? These dudes own. John Elway, Michael Jordan, they own. They come down from the mount as owners. So 10-year, $375 million was supposed to start in 2025, says it would be unaffected by an investment with the Raiders. Says this. Fox has blessed the arrangement. Man, how about that? It just keeps going well for Brady. I step on my own you-know-what about every other day. But it just keeps going well for Tom Brady, doesn't it? And good for him. Good for him. Uh, hit Hit the like button. Subscribe like you mean it. Don't mess around. Yeah. I got to tell you, the YouTube chat is absolutely on fire. Absolutely. Uh, I agree with this. This is from Keith M. Peyton Manning knew being in the booth would be boring, so he does a simulcast. Yes. See, there's a lot of tedious work. You fly in the night before. You got to meet with coaches. You got to listen to idiots. You sit around. You got a production meeting. Like, basketball is easy because there's so many games. You just kind of show and go. Like, Tariko, myself, or Benetti and myself, we never, ever, 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 had a production meeting. We would sit there with Bart Fox and Scott Johnson and go, hey, what do you want to open? Uh, let's talk about Cassius Winston. What do you want to say? I was leading the league in assists. I want to show some video to see if you can. Okay, good. Let's go to lunch. You good? Yeah, let's go. Football's insane. Football's ridiculous. And I'll tell you what's worse. The Indy 500, Tariko and I were playing golf with Scott and Bart. And Tariko is playing and he's on a call, a production meeting with the IMS, and he's done it for two hours, the entire back nine. Made a putt to win us some money, so God bless Tariko, right? But the facts are these, ladies and gentlemen. The facts are these. Chicago is a war zone. In fact, if I were a war zone, I'd be, I'd be insulted that they compared me to Chicago, Iraq, and Afghanistan. Tom Brady is going to own. He is not going to work. 
Tom Brady in the booth is going to be okay. Tom Brady is starting, and this is the first time in his life he's going to be swimming upstream because, frankly, Tom Brady is would have been, oh, my God, he's great, but now he's seen as a villain because all of the media thinks that ja, Greg Olson is great because Greg Olson's a really nice, accessible guy, except apparently at our show. But anyway, so there you go. What else have we given you in the first hour? Let me go over it. You're going to tap. You're going to trust me on this. Take the Colts over six and a half. Their schedule's cake. That doesn't mean, you know, usually I'll tell you the Colts are going to win 13, but their schedule's ridiculous. They don't play anybody of consequence on the road, except maybe Cincinnati. They're going to win here. All right. Take the Ravens nine and a half and take the Bills ten and a half, but don't do it yet. Dan, why? You're telling me. Why, why aren't I doing it yet? First, they're not going to go up. Uh, they're not going up. And you don't know who's going to get hurt. Take, uh, take your buddy Danny D's word for this. You don't know what you don't know yet, okay? So don't be stupid and don't put yourself in a position where, you know what? Guy got hurt. I got no chance. Uh, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, this is big. This is The state of Indiana is all a tither. The state of Indiana is like, oh, my God, will we get a recruit? It's big. It's 6 o'clock. Mackenzie Gabaco is a big-time recruit, and he's down to Kansas, and he's down to Indiana. I'm looking at his pictures with Mike Woodson and Bill Self, and I got to tell you, he looks happier with Woody. But that don't matter. Why doesn't that matter? NIL, baby. And if Kansas gets this kid, and this kid's not going to be nearly as good as he's made out to be. I mean, let's just let's just understand that right now. I mean, look, I've spent my whole life looking at these kids. And this kid, I've watched some tape on him. He's a good player. He's a good player. He's like a top 10 player. But I got to tell you, he ain't nearly as good. He's not a top 10 player. He's not. So get that out of your head. Don't worry about it. Just, just understand that if Indiana gets them, the hype is going to be great. It's great for the program. You get momentum. Everybody's going to be excited. Boom, 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 boom. But he's just sorry. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. He's, he's just not. All right, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we have a bit of a crisis. Would you agree in our country? We have problems. At the border, we have problems all over the place. Now, I understand one of those problems is Colin Cowherd's show, uh, you know, second in command, Jason McIntyre. I know we got to get all upset about it. I know we got to lose our mind up. I mean, I know it's crazy, right? I mean, my God, comparing Chicago to a war zone, we must write articles. Where's Nancy Amore? Where's Christine Brennan? Where's Dan Wolken? Oh, my God. Can you believe he said it? Racist, racist, racist. Well, we got bigger problems than that, ladies and gentlemen. We got Biden has a TikTok army. Did you see this? Seriously, did you see this? Joe Biden has an army of little weirdos on TikTok that are influencers 
Vote for Biden. Did you see that? Seriously? Uh, My next guest, he uh, is the CEO of Today's America. His name is Bo Hines. And Today's America is trying to get conservative ideas out there. I think it's great. I think it's absolutely awesome. Uh, we've got, he played football at Yale, so I got my Harvard shirt. He played football at North Carolina State. Uh, he ran for North Carolina's 13th district. He got beat. We're going to talk about the border, talk about 14, talk about his company. But mostly, I'm going to tell you how Harvard beat the living crap out of Yale yesterday in softball, baby. That's right. Go Crib. We take on Columbia today. See, this is where I'm a pro. I'm going to tell you right now, I just gave you one of the great hours in morning history right there. I gave you enthusiasm, information. We touched all the subjects. But I'm also thinking about Harvard and how we're going to beat Dartmouth. Because you know, as the stepfather of a player, I have influence. Uh, I demanded that everybody sits in the same seats today as yesterday. And I want you to think about this. I found the tailgating spot. We were rudderless. I saw a tree, a big, beautiful tree. I saw grass had been freshly mown. I saw padded down underneath the tree. I said, Lee, let's tailgate here. Lee was in charge of the tailgate. So we did. We did. And guess what? Could not have been better. I'm giving you my best, even though I'm thinking Harvard Dartmouth. We'll be right back. Bo Hines, stay right here. That's it. I got to take a break. We'll be right back with more on Don't At Me across the Outkick Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Uh, Bo Hines is the CEO of Today is America, um, a conservative group trying to get a message out in a world that is insane. But before we get into that, Bo, I got to tell you, I am. Uh, uh, I know you went to Yale. I know you went to North Carolina State. I am here at Princeton uh, at the Ivy League Championships. 
And yesterday, my stepdaughter, who plays third base for Harvard, beat the crap out of Yale, baby. <laughs> they beat them 12 to 3. That's right, pal. Oh, That's man. Right. Well, Damn it. I'll give you the, Go crib. I'll give you guys the W on that one. That's a uh, that's a tough matchup for us, I would assume. Yesterday, yeah, it was the uh, it was a two versus three seed, and we got off to a hot start. Hey, Bo, awesome. I got to get into a few things. You know, you you played football, you, you you ran for Congress, you got this organization going. I'm sitting here talking, and I'm reading, and we're so worried about the stupidest things in this country. I'm reading, you know, Twitter's up in arms about a guy said Chicago's a war zone. And I'm watching a billion freaking folks just come into our country. Then during break, the Obama phone is apparently back because migrants are getting new phones. What the hell's going on here on the board? Oh, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, this is just complete ineptitude by the Biden administration. What they've done over the course of the past two years is absolutely disgraceful. You know, they're putting Americans in harm's way. We have an absolutely just open, porous border. We have hundreds of thousands of people flowing over, if not millions every year at this point. And it's unsustainable. But it's not shocking. Look at what the liberal media and the press focuses on, right? When Trump was doing his, when President Trump, I should say, was doing his town hall with CNN, the fake news network, the first two questions were, Back against 2020, they wanted to talk about J6. They don't want to talk about the issues that we're currently facing as a nation because, you know, they take the wrong policy on every single one of those. And unfortunately, Americans are paying the consequences for that. You know, it is, it is amazing. You know, um, what was it? Uh, was it Obama? Yeah, Obama said never underestimate the ability of Joe Biden to F things up. All right. I got to ask you, you're a young guy, 27 years old. I'm an old guy, 60 years old. Uh, we've got these TikTok influencers that are being paid by apparently the Biden people. I got to tell you, now, maybe this is just me being old. I saw a couple of these, and I try to always think back to when I was in my 20s. Uh, you were a football player at North Carolina State. I played basketball at Indiana. And I'm trying to think, how would I have reacted? And I'd have been like, get the hell off my TV, you idiots. I'm voting for the other person just because. Are, are these? Is this an effective strategy? Is this going to prove to be effective? You know, I, I really don't think it is. I don't think that most Americans that are struggling to put food on the table and dealing with 8% inflation want to get lectured by an 18-year-old about why Joe Biden is the greatest president in the history of the United States, which is obviously a complete lie. It's completely fabricated, and they're getting paid to do this. It's all about the dollars. And in reality, these Gen Z folks have never really experienced real life circumstances. They've never had to work hard to make sure their family's taken care of yet. And that's why they, over the course of time, you see a lot of these young folks become conservative. When you start paying taxes and you see what the government does with your hard earned money, uh, maybe you wouldn't accept those dollars from the Biden administration and start shilling lies. You know, that is interesting. I, I want to go to the tax thing for a second. It was the first time in my life I didn't want to pay taxes. Like, I got no problem paying taxes if I own. Uh, I owe, but you know what? It's the first time when I saw how much money is going to in Ukraine and, and these programs. How about this? Yesterday, Tommy Tuberville was on. They were passing a farm act that uh, it was trillions of dollars and only 7% was going to farmers. The rest was going to crap and pork. It, it, how do we stop this? What, 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 what's your organization doing? I know you're very active with this. Yeah, I mean, I think we have to make people aware, right? I mean, the mainstream media is going to continue to pump lies you know, down the throats of Americans. And, you know, having these different conglomerates, having different outlets like Outkick, like Daily Wire, like places that people can go to get real news, people can go to get the truth. And more importantly, people can go to have open and honest conversation 
Yeah, that's what we're missing in our country right now. That's what creates the division. You know, it's sad because people can't even make fun of themselves anymore. They can't take a joke. And when you get to a place like that in a country, you can't really solve any problems. You're just going to stay divided on both sides of the aisle. But in order to clean up what's happening with these bills, Americans have to be aware. You know, there was a, a bill a few years back where we were sending millions of dollars to study shrimp running on underwater treadmills. I mean, this is the kind of stuff that goes on with our taxpayer, our taxpayer dollars. It's absolutely insane. Um, but we have to write it in. We have to get fiscally responsible people elected to Congress, people that understand how business works. And look, Americans have to balance their checkbooks every day in their household. Congress should have to as well. You know, we're about to reach our fiscal limit here as we come up on on budgeting. And they're talking about the debt ceiling. Democrats don't want to negotiate at all. They're not even willing to extend the 2022 budget. They, they, they want to continue to blow out our debt at the expense of American taxpayers. And to be honest with you, it's shameful. Um, I do have to ask you, what did you think of the town hall that Trump did the other day? Oh, I mean, I, I think that he buried CNN. It was awesome to watch. I mean, they they, they try to the corner him. Look, I looked at it like this. It was supposed to be a town hall where people in the audience were asking questions. Instead, it became a fight between a liberal activist and a former president who I believe is the greatest president of my lifetime, hands down. And she lost that war. And you can't, no one's going to beat Trump in that circumstance. He is one of the most charismatic guys. And here's the thing that comes through, when, especially when he's on camera. He loves our country and he loves the people in this country and he's willing to fight for them. And people feel that. I mean, they really do. It's a hand-picked audience from a liberal news network that gave him a standing ovation when he walked off that stage. I think that says it all. I agree. Like, I, I, you know, I, I'm not saying he's the greatest human. I mean, look, and I'm not going to get my morality from any president. I'm just not. I mean, I, you know, at my age, uh, I'm, I don't know where I get my morality from. I guess my Catholic guilt that my mother laid on me a thousand years ago. But you're absolutely right, Bo. You can see that he's charismatic. Uh, you want to challenge him in those situations. He's going to throw out stuff. But I thought the highlight was he had the screenshots of what he actually said on January 6th. I thought that set the whole tone for a great evening for Donald Trump. Now, there's there's no doubt about that. I mean, that's the thing is that when you actually confront these people with their lies, and that's why platforms like you're on, like with OutKick and, and Daily Wire and all these other conglomerates, today's America, what we're building here for the, for the Gen Z conservatives, you know, it's important that we can actually confront these folks that are just spewing nonsense constantly from their ivory towers that they're up in these, you know, massive corporate companies, these corporate media outlets that really restrict speech and don't let us communicate effectively. And it's it's honestly, it's it's so damaging to our country and to watch what's happened where you basically have an entire generation that's being brainwashed by by lies and, and by corporate media. You know, we have to stand up and do something about it. So that's why we're excited here to build an outlet that's not just going to be overtly political. You know, we want to talk about sports, pop culture. We want to talk about what's happening with the next generation. And hopefully we can get some some great talent on here and, and build an audience that, uh, you know, is is receiving information that, that they love and, and being able to view content that's completely unfiltered. Hey, uh, Bo, I do have to ask. I'm going to ask everybody. I don't, you know, it, it just astounds me that all of this information is out there about the corruption, the payments to Joe Biden, even to the point where uh, apparently China made payments to his little granddaughter, and yet not a word in mainstream media. In fact, the New York Times covered it so ridiculously, I guess we shouldn't be surprised. Wall Street Journal maybe did an op-ed on it, but no mainstream legacy media wants to touch Joe Biden. How did he get in this position? How did he get in such a powerful state? I mean, it's it's completely disgraceful. This is a guy that's been in politics for decades on end, and he's used his position of power to, one, 
enrich himself and his family members. We see the corruption that's there. I mean, it's it's open, it's evident. You know, his son was basically running around the world collecting bags of cash in order to broker agreements with his dad as a sitting vice president. Who knows how long this lasted? Who knows if it continues to last to this day? Uh, you know, I applaud the work that a lot of our fellow conservatives are doing on the oversight committee to get to the bottom of this. But, you know, we have to rein in the fourth branch of government that's completely unregulated right now, which is our intelligence agencies. We have to make sure they're working on behalf of the American people, preventing bribery, preventing corruption, making sure that we're actually a functioning republic and a functioning democracy um, that's that's well represented and, and, and well you know taken care of. And, and so, you know, I look at this and I say, if this is a Republican that did this, can you imagine what they would have done to Donald Trump Jr.? If he had used his dad's position of power to broker deals, basically committing overt bribery, I mean, he'd be in prison right now. We all know that. And so I think the American people are, are screaming for, for justice. They're screaming for real oversight and they're screaming for real action. Um, they want to make sure that our government isn't corrupt. You know, this goes on to making sure we have free and fair elections, making sure we can trust our processes here in this country. This isn't a third world place. This is the United States of America. We should start behaving like it. Well, that, that is so true. That is the one thing that gets me. A couple things always hit me when I go and, and I pay attention. I go, wait a second. This is the best we have to lead us. This, this is the best. And I understand why people don't want the job. But at some point, it is the United States of America. There have to be rules. There has to be a bar that isn't set at letting everybody and their mother in and giving them Obama phones for crying out loud. It's nuts. It's absolutely crazy. I mean, the images that, that we're seeing of people pouring across the border women, children. I mean, this this is disturbing. It should be for every American. This is, you know, not only do we have to protect our borders and secure our country, but even if, if you're a human being with a heart, you have to realize just how how ridiculous this is and, and how nonsensical letting these people, you know, endanger their lives or endanger their children's lives are. I mean, it, this is the consequences of bad, inept policy. And, you know, unfortunately, not only Americans, but the people coming across the border are going to have to pay the consequences for that. Hey, last thing uh, before I let you go, is this going to be um, is this going to be tooth and nail when we get to the primaries with DeSantis and Trump? Will DeSantis uh, eventually decide he's going to run? And if so, when do you think that'll be? You know, I, every indication I have is that Governor DeSantis is going to run. And, and here's what I'd say to that. I, you know, I don't think it's his time yet. You know, President Trump, in my opinion, is one of the greatest presidents in the history of the United States. I think he stood in the gap and taken it on the chin from not only the liberal press, but really the corrupt actors in government over the course of the last eight years. When he came down the escalator in New York, you know, he made a promise to all Americans that he was going to stand up and fight for us. And that's exactly what he did. So, you know, I, I applaud Governor DeSantis for all the work that he's done in Florida. I think he's a great governor, but he's also 44 years old. Right. I mean, there's there's time. I would love nothing more than to see President Trump back in office for the next four years. And then maybe after that, Ron can step up and, and take the mantle. Well, thanks, man. That's interesting stuff. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. At B. Bo Hines, B-O-H-I-N-E-S. Love having smart people on. That's why this show is great, because we just get smart people on. You know, Aaron and Haley and the rest do a fantastic job. Look, the border is crazy. Things are going nuts. Uh, we are an oasis for you because, well, you get to look at my shiny head, my pretty face, and, of course, my well-dressed. By the way, I know you all are waiting, Jennifer, uh, and the rest of you are all waiting. Uh, it is one to nothing right now in the second inning. Harvard is leading Columbia. So here's the setup. I know you know. I know you want to know this. Don't act like you don't. 
But here's the setup. All right. If Harvard wins, we're done for the day. Lee and I are going to go to the beach. We're going to find a restaurant slash bar out somewhere. I guess the beach is only 40 minutes from here. I don't know this. Uh, we might go see Snooky's house or the situation where they used to hang. I don't know. But the Jersey Shore is only an hour and 10. If we lose, then we got to stay at the ballpark, sit a game, play a game, you know, that kind of thing. If you are a parent. All right. Yesterday, it was release day. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am. It was release day for the NFL. Now, I'm going to give you a couple of things. Let me go through them almost team by team. I believe this. I believe that the Buffalo Bills in the AFC East, and we're going to talk to Armando about this, are the team that is going to cover the easiest. I'm on DraftKings, and I got them at 10 and a half. If you were going to say to me, what's the most difficult number? And this may happen. 11 and a half. Hmm. They've got, they've got, they've got at home, Dallas, Miami, Jacksonville, Vegas, Tampa. What's that about? I mean, Dallas is good, but if you're good, you're playing them at home. Miami is good, but not great. And you're playing them at home. Jacksonville, I'm curious. I know you guys love Jacksonville. I know Trevor Lawrence is the next big thing. Las Vegas, who's the quarterback? Jimmy G, all right. And then, of course, Tampa Bay, who really is the quarterback? All right, the Miami Dolphins. I got them at nine and a half. I got a feeling that the Dolphins are going to be one of those teams that disappoints. I got a feeling because, you know, the soft-ass coach, eventually the soft-ass coach who the media loves, Mike McDaniel, he's great, he's different. He's You know what happens? Players start taking advantage. We saw it in Indianapolis with Frank Wright. The soft-ass coach starts out, man, we love it. We love playing for him. And then you're looking around like, hey, wait a second. There's no consequence for this. And then you get sloppy. And then you get a lot of close games. And then you lose those close games. That's how I see Miami. I'm not going to tell you I know every team. But I do know, I think, Miami. The Jets. The Jets are the most interesting. The Jets are the most interesting because of one guy and one guy only. The Jets are a mess, and I forget who came on yesterday and made the point that, you know what, uh, Robert Sala coaching for his job, Joe Douglas GMing for his job. Now, they got a little leeway here with Aaron Rodgers, but I got to tell you, if I'm sitting there and I'm the Jets, I better make damn sure, and I'm sure they did, that Aaron Rodgers has enough left. And I also got to tell you one thing that's been really good is Aaron Rodgers, to me, to me, all right, to me, has shown that he wants to be there. So nine and a half, I'm not mad at nine and a half. I mean, let's be honest. Everybody's going to be watching them. They got national TV games. People are excited about them. People think that, well, wait a second here. This is, and, you know, uh, okay. All right, you're 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 all right. I'm with you. But I don't know that I'm sitting there going, man, because of Aaron Rodgers, this team is going to be great. Now, let's go through it. Let me I'll just go through it real quick for you. All right, because we all know that the Jets, we they have primetime games. We all know that the Jets are a team that we're all excited about. All right. Let's go to early part of the Jets season, real, real quick. Real, real quick. All right, and I'm going to go just as quickly as I can go as soon as I can find it here because I want I want you to, you know, I want you to not worry about the Jets that much. But the Jets start week one with the Bills. 
Now, then they have Houston. Then they've got the Broncos. Those teams stink. Now, they're at the Broncos, but they start with two home games. In fact, they start three out of four at home, and that includes the Bills. Then they got to go to the Bills. Then they've got Atlanta. They stink. Then they've got two road games. All right. Thursday night game. Eh. I'm saying to you, when your road games, New York Giants, Oakland Raiders, Dallas Cowboys, you know the in-division ones, Broncos, you telling me that 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 scares you? I don't know who this team is. Who the hell is this team? Oh, that must be the Patriots. Jets are going to win 10 games. Jets are going to win 10 games. A lot of people think nine. A lot of people think nine, nine and a half. Jets are going to go 10 and seven. In fact, I would take over nine and a half right now. That's my third bet. I'm writing it down. All right, the Patriots. Man. Did you know this stat? I saw this on ESPN. Let me throw a stat out to you. I'm not really a stat guy, but this is interesting. This is one of the most interesting stats you're ever going to hear in the NFL. You ready for it? Seven of New England's eight wins last season came against a backup quarterback. You won eight games. Seven of them against the backup. That is massive. How good are you? I mean, seriously, how good are you? Well, I got to tell you, you ain't very good. And then the other one, man, the Bengals. Bengals 11 and a half. Talented as hell. High ceiling. 11 and a half. You got to go 12 and five. Uh, I don't know if I like 12 and five, ladies and gentlemen. Let me go through it real quick with you with the Bengals. At the Browns, you got to win them. The Ravens and the Rams at home, you should start out 3-0. Titans, 4-0. Cardinals, 5-0. Against the Seahawks, 6-0. At, at 49ers, 6-1. At home against the Bills, 7-1. At home against the uh, Texans, 8-1. At the Ravens, 8-2. Steelers, 9-2. At the Jaguars, 9-3. Colts, 10-3. Vikings, 11-3. At the Steelers or Chiefs, you're going to lose one of those. You're going to lose five games at most. So I'm telling you right now, unless Joe Burrow gets hurt, Bengals over 10 and a half, if you can get them, pretty good bet. Now, I gave them some wins that aren't going to be easy wins. I gave the Ravens at home easy win. I gave them at the Browns. Nobody knows what Deshaun Watson's is going to do. At least I don't. I mean, you tell me. What do you think Deshaun Watson's going to do? I think Deshaun Watson's going to suck. Hey, let's put Wokadope in here. I gave you one. Let's put Wokadope in here. Who are we mad at? Or who's got something crazy going on? Because we got a big last half hour. Armando and I are going to break down uh, the schedules. And then Haley's got some videos. What do we got Wokadope? What do we got here? Uh-oh. Maybe we don't have Wokadope. Uh, all right, here we go. Soros-backed prosecutor will charge Subway Hero who stopped crazed career criminal on the subway. That is your guy. Daniel Penny, Daniel Penny being charged is absurd. Daniel Penny being anything other than a hero is completely absurd. I mean, what are you supposed to do in this country? What are you supposed to do? Just let crazy people rule the roost. Just let insane people. It's not his fault they're insane. He doesn't do a medical evaluation of them. 
He doesn't walk around and say, well, let me check your meds. Let me go to the chart. Let me see what we got here. That's not what he does. You're in a situation like that. You got to react and you got to try to save lives. And that's exactly what that kid did. And it's a damn shame. It's a damn shame that this prosecutor, who I'm starting to believe, I'm going to throw on the racist side of the world. He's the guy trying to prosecute Trump over charges that are like 10 years ago. But the truth of the matter is, this guy should be hailed as a hero. This guy would be hailed as a hero if it were reversed. If the guy doing the saving of people was African-American and the victim was white and no one could tell me different. I'm just telling you how the world is. I'm not saying it's right. I'm not saying I agree. I'm not saying I disagree. I'm not saying any of it. Nothing. All I'm telling you is this. You and I both know it wouldn't be this. CNN wouldn't be writing Neely, who became known for his Michael Jackson imitations. Okay. It would be Neely, who was known for 40 different arrests, for assaulting people on the street, for being a very dangerous criminal. That's what it would be were these flipped over. And we all know it. This isn't just me white guys saying it. Hell, I got friends that say it all the time, no matter what. We all know. Nobody's tricking us here. No one's fooling us. You know, I just happen to I just happen to be at a network where we can talk freely. And this isn't racism. This is just simply talking how the world has gone. You think AOC would have been so greatly uh, agitated and so vocal about it? Had this guy here been African-American and the guy being killed? No. We saw an execution on the street of a homeless white guy by an African-American man on video all across Twitter, and nobody said a word about it. So let's just stop the crap for what it is. We all know what this is. We all know that this is absolutely racially based. We all know it. And all you got to do is think, what would happen if if the sides were flipped? What would happen if this was a white dude that got killed by a black dude on the subway, no one would say a word. No one would say a single word. And you know it, and I know it, and if you don't know it, you have not paid attention. The dude is a hero, period. You're not just supposed to sit around. Hell, Seinfeld went to jail for not helping somebody. Remember the last episode? George and Elaine and Kramer and Jerry, where'd they end up? They ended up in the can, the Good Samaritan Law. It's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. This guy is a freaking hero, and the only thing that's preventing him from being a hero is race, period. What else we got here? Period. Levi's to expand gender-neutral line amid consumer appetite despite Ma, ba, ba, light back. Yeah, who cares? You know, I, I don't care. But if you're going to hire a fake woman, then I'm going to have a problem. If you're going to hire somebody that decides to mock women, then I'll have a problem. And you know, when I get involved in boycotts, it's pretty damn strong. We've all seen that. But you know, Levi's just the latest. And fine, if you think that, that, uh, you know, catering to dudes that are guys and guys that are uh, dudes that are women and women that are dead. Fine. I have no problem with all this. I don't care. I don't. I just care when you mock women. I'm a big fan of women. I'm a big fan of women. Dan, you know, that's the lead story on every major network instead of Title 43, which affects everybody. Of course. We know the game. 
We know the game is not to say that Title 42. Look, I'll tell you this. I don't even know what would change it. But I know this, Indianapolis, we're going to have a bunch of illegal immigrants coming around. And they are not going to be the ones as that idiot uh, congressman from Alabama or from uh, Atlanta that says, you know what, we got to have these people to do the jobs around our house. We got to blah, blah, blah. Basically saying Americans are lazy as hell and they're not going to work. I got a headache. People are giving me a headache. Hey, let's get a bunch of likes going on the show. All right, Harvard up still. Let me make sure before I go. Up one nothing. Top of the second. Columbia's up. All right, Armando and I are going to talk scheduling. We're going to talk over-unders. We're going to talk, well, all the things that we need to talk, which, in fact, is football next. We'll be right back. Got to take a short break here. We are rolling with Don't At Me, and you don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Schedule talk. There you go. Like that old Saturday Night Live. Coffee talk. How are you? Armando Sagara joins us. Hey, uh, before we get into, you know, whether the Jets schedule is difficult, the Colts easy, whatever, I got to ask you because I think it's really, I think it's going to be something discussed. What is good enough for Bill Belichick this year? I'm not saying people are going to call for his firing, but hey, uh, Indiana fired Bobby Knight. I mean, what Don Shula, he didn't end the way he wanted, no matter what anybody says. What's good enough for Belichick this year? Well, Dan, I mean, I suppose if you ask the the coaching staff, the ownership, and even Bill Belichick, the, the good enough plateau is getting into the postseason. That's what they want to do every single year. And then after that, whatever happens, happens. They don't seem to have a team that is postseason bound necessarily. And to make that point, I would point to the first game of the season. So they're going to play the defending NFC champion Philadelphia Eagles, right? Jalen Hurts is their quarterback. They're going to honor that night or that afternoon Tom Brady, who is their former quarterback and had 20 years of of great performances and many Super Bowls, six of them, in New England. And they're going to come at the whole thing with Mac Jones. And as I have said repeatedly, on that day, the New England Patriots will have the third best quarterback in the house behind. Tom Brady, Jalen Hurts. Think about that for a second, because that's not going to change the remaining 16 games after that Sunday. They have an an issue where they have a so-so quarterback who's unproven and really is teetering, and (laughs) they don't exactly have a ton of talent around him, and they're in a division that is arguably one of the best in the NFL. 
Yeah, like, you know, it used to be Super Bowl. I, no matter what anybody says, it's always going to be who won the divorce, Brady or Belichick. Now, Brady is done, but he does have a Super Bowl. The division got more difficult with the addition uh, of uh, Aaron Rodgers. Let me, let me ask you, you think that the uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, they got a hell of a schedule, huh? Yeah, so think about this. Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, they play the first 11 weeks of the season. They've got eight teams that made the playoffs last year. <laughs> uh, welcome to reality. And the problem with the Jets is not so much that, you know, their opponents are really good and they're going to be tested, but that testing is going to come against a team where the left tackle is 40 years old, Dwayne Brown. The right tackle, Makai Becton, has been injured each of the last two or three years. And their quarterback is 39 and will be 40 during the season. So you're basically asking the 40-year-old quarterback to stay healthy all year long and play well and have enough time to do his work when his bookend tackles are major question marks. And, you know, they went into the draft expecting to add tackles, and they didn't. They didn't do it early enough to matter this year. And so that's a, that, you know, that's a huge question mark. It, it glows in neon as a weakness for the New York Jets. Are you enthused, if you're a Jet fan, by what you've seen out of Aaron Rodgers, being in New York, going to the OTAs, that kind of thing? Does that enthuse you as a fan? Absolutely. Because it tells you that he is showing a, a, a level of engagement that he didn't have the last couple of years with the Green Bay Packers. The last couple of years with the Green Bay Packers, one year he signed a three-year, $150 million contract that made him the highest paid player, not quarterback, player in the NFL. And then he didn't show up until veteran minicamp in June. And of course, it was fine because Devontae Adams is on the team and he has a chemistry with that. But he pulled the same stunt last year when Devontae Adams was gone. And it was a set of all new receivers, mostly, except for maybe Alan Lazard and, and uh, Cobbs. The point being that he had no chemistry with the young receivers that he needed to have chemistry with. He didn't find it with Watson until the end of the year when Watson suddenly, you know, got hot and figured it out. But the point being that he is doing the work now with the Jets that he wasn't doing the last couple of years with the uh, Green Bay Packers. Yeah, if I were the Packers going the other way, I I'd feel cheated. When I see what's going on with him a little bit, I'd be like, hey, but it, you know, it, it's kind of like, uh, you know, you start dating a girl and you, you show up, you do extra things and then you're married for 20 years. And next thing you know, you take things. For granted. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that a little bit with what Rodgers did to the Packers and is doing with the Jets. All right. So let's do this exercise, right? You're the Green Bay Packers. You feel cheated. I'll be Aaron Rodgers. Go ahead. Tell me you feel cheated, Green Bay Packers. Hey, you didn't show up. We paid you $50 million. We didn't win crap. We won one Super Bowl, and you're the greatest quarterback ever. We're cheated. I was the, you, I was the MVP four times for you, man. Yeah, that and a nickel gets you a nickel. 
I didn't do crap. I didn't do nothing for us. Brett Favre did the same thing. Bart Starr, when you come here as a quarterback at the Green Bay Packers, damn it, you're going to do those things. You're just another guy in a system. And at the end, you didn't work very hard. Your system gave me no wide receivers, dude. I don't know. I wanna, We're going to find out. We're going to find out because I think Devontae Adams was pretty good. I think Watson ended up pretty good. Maybe if you'd have showed up, for Christ's sake. Maybe if you'd have been here and worked with him like Peyton Manning did, like Brady did, like everybody great quarterback did, maybe they would have been better. Get the hell out of here. Go to New York. Sit in the front row of the Knicks game. We don't want you. We're going to move on. Green Bay's better without you, damn it. Yes, it's going to suck for me leaving Green Bay and going to New York. That's going to be terrible. No no women in New York. I'm a single dude. No women in New York. Um, no good restaurants in New York. Right. Uh, yeah, this is this is awful, right. man. I'm, I'm, my life is over. Right. I know. I mean, I, 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 I couldn't even make myself believe what I was saying when I was trying to say it. You know what I, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, I'm, I'm full of crap here. Hey, I want to get into something because we see this once in a while. We see a team get hot, and then we start believing in them. And then, you know, they're on ABC. They're going to be on different. You buy it into the Eagles. You, a lot of people feel like the Eagles not only are very good, but the Eagles did a hell of a job in the draft improving themselves. You buying the Eagles? Um, I'm going to say something that's that sounds ridiculous on its face, but I'm going to say it anyway because what the heck. I wasn't buying the Eagles last year. I wasn't buying the Eagles last year when they were in the Super Bowl. And here's the reason. So the Eagles have an extremely, extremely talented offense. They have probably the best offensive line in the NFL. They have a deep, deep and great receiver core. They have a great running game. They and and Jalen Hurts. Finally, the light bulb came on, and he was a great dual-threat quarterback. Their defense is poo. And the reason I'm telling you that is every time the Eagles last year faced an even halfway decent quarterback, they gave up 30 points plus. They gave up 30 points plus to, to, to Dak Prescott. They gave up 30 points plus to Aaron Rodgers. They gave up 30-point-plus in the Super Bowl, obviously, to Patrick Mahomes. That defense was built on um, pass, you know, rush, and was built on sort of okay, um, you know, run defense. But when it faced good quarterbacks, they wilted. And that's the reason that I didn't, think they were championship caliber and what did they do well this year they re-signed the most of the secondary except you know they didn't get the entire secondary because they they lost a couple of guys to free agency they lost the middle linebacker to free agency um i i'm not buying that defense i don't like the eagles defense let me go through a couple teams because every year you you don't really have a, a show talking NFL football unless you talk about Dak Prescott and, of course, the Cowboys. Zeke Elliott not there. What are we going to see out of the Cowboys? Is this going to be the same old, same old nice record? Good job, Gabe Rod, get the playoffs, maybe win a game. Or are we going to see a Cowboys team that, you know what, we can get behind? Well, 
what we're going to see with the Cowboys is uh, Mike McCarthy's chance to put his stamp on that offense because he is the new de facto offensive coordinator. I think he's also in a situation where if he doesn't win and he doesn't advance past a certain, you know, point, he's not going to be the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys next year. Um, And by next year, I mean, 24. So there's going to be a certain amount of urgency and desperation that maybe I haven't seen in the last couple of years. I wouldn't be surprised by the way, if Ezekiel Elliott returns to the Dallas Cowboys, um, his, the door has not closed as far as the Cowboys is concerned. It's maybe closed as far as Zeke is concerned, but they have told him if you want to come back at a, you know, a much lower number and understanding that you're going to share the rock, then by all means, having said that, um, you know, this is not the best team in the division. The Eagles are that, um, this is not an up and coming team. They are pretty much who they've been for a while now. All right. We open the week with greatness. We close the week with even greater greatness. I got to tell you, I cannot take my eyes off me wearing a hat. I don't know. I just, I can't do it. I, I think I am Tiger Woods, myself and my buddy, Cam Safali. The dramatic change when you put a hat on us is outstanding. Haley joins us. Who looks good in any environment? Some of us have to work at it, lady. I mean, you know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I get it. Listen, a hat can all help us some days. It does. Um, I gotta I gotta ask you, what what do we got going today? What's going on here on our videos to end this glorious week? Well, unfortunately, I am about this close to being banned from TikTok. I Uh-oh. have all these strikes on my account. Um, it's not good. And all I've done is just tell the truth. So we have we have the video that has been removed by TikTok. So I'll play that for you so you can see it. It never ceases to amaze me the number of cisgender women who need to be educated about the anatomy of their own body. You don't have to have a uterus to have a monthly cycle. The intestines and the muscles around the uterus also contract and cramp up in order to help the uterus shed lining because it pushes from the outside. That's how this lunacy ends when more women become unafraid to speak out against it. I am not going to be lectured by someone with XY chromosomes about what it's like to be a woman or what it's like to have a period. And they're always going to have XY chromosomes no matter how many hormones they're on. People will call me transphobic for saying this. It's not. It's about basic respect, which some in the trans community seem to lack when it comes to biological women. I respect and understand that as a woman with XX chromosomes, I will never truly understand what it's like to be a trans woman. I can only show support and have empathy. And this trans woman who experiences cramps or not will never understand what it's like to menstruate or be a biological woman. You will never need a tampon. You will never need a pad because you don't have a uterine lining to shed. And newsflash, even biological women who can't or don't menstruate are still more woman than you. As a woman who's experienced approximately 200 periods in her lifetime, and boy, does that number seem low because these periods are no joke. I refuse to have periods and womanhood mansplained or trans womansplained to me. I will respect you and your journey so long as you respect me and all the other women in the world who scientifically will have a different experience than you. Oh, and one more thing. I identify as a biological woman 
No other label is needed, so don't call me sis, sis. What could possibly be wrong with that? I'm angry because I'm a woman who's having a man who is transitioned to a woman now explain to me that I'm ignorant about my own anatomy and I should be embarrassed because I don't understand that a, a biological man can take hormones. He's saying that he can have simulated period cramps because it's actually just like his stomach cramping. I'm like, I had so many women in my comment section before this got taken down, tens of thousands of likes, hundreds of thousands of views. It was removed for attacks and slurs on the basis of protected attributes and abusive behavior. But all these women, tens of thousands of women, hundreds of thousands of women are in my comment section saying, no, I agree with you. Thank you for standing up. And let me just say, I'm not brave. Saying that men don't have vaginas and men can't have periods isn't brave. That's just the facts. And I don't feel like living in a fantasy world, so I'm going to say it. But there were a lot, of, a lot of women who were saying, yeah, no, he's full of it because I had a hysterectomy. I had uterine cancer. I had my uterus removed. I don't have a period anymore. So I don't want to hear it from this guy who's like, oh, yeah, um, my period cramps are so bad. And then he's telling me that I'm stupid. It's like, no, you're stupid. I, I, I can't even imagine what it's like to sit there and listen to this jackass tell you, other women, what is real and what is not. And I, I, I don't know what to say. It's, and then to have somebody say, well, we must, uh, we must take this off because of slurs or whatever. I, so are we, are we just supposed to say, Oh yeah, you're right. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to no. back. I know that I am right. And this person is wrong. So I'm going to keep saying what I'm saying. Cause I know that yes. it's true, but what's really concerning about this whole thing is that my video was taken down my video that had hundreds of thousands of views and um, tens of thousands of women agreeing with me that video was taken down. But this trans person who gets to crap all over women and say we're stupid and ignorant, that video gets to stay up, but mine's the one that gets to stay down. This is why I keep saying this, biological women are here and everyone else is up here. Uh, trans women are up here, we're down here. And I think that a lot of women are just agreeable and they're empathetic. And they don't want to be called a transphobe or a homophobe. And they just kind of want to like stay out of the fight. But I keep saying this, we have to fight because they're just going to keep winning. We're going to be silenced down here. And trans women are going to be, you know, the next new thing. I agree. I I could not agree more. I, I, the attack on women is real. The attack on kids is real. The attack is not stopping. And social media is uh, ruling the day with it. And as you have seen and you've been proven, they're muting voices that disagree. And I, I swear to God, I go back to this, Haley. I, if you'd have told me five years ago this would be a conversation that we even have to have, even five years ago, I'd be like, you're out of your freaking mind. What are you talking about? Like, what are you, insane? You know, but it's not only a conversation, but somehow, some way, someone like you or my wife is on the wrong side of the conversation. When know, every single thing in the world supports it. 
it, uh, I, say. I am, I am, People I am not of this world. Is all I it's a slippery slope. And that's so true. Anytime someone says, oh, it's a slippery slope. Yeah, because what you said like five years ago, you could never imagine that people would be saying, you know, no, men can be women and women can be men and and um, mean it and yeah. mean it and try to prove it. And I'm wrong, please. But on a better I always note, said, you said you, you mentioned 200 periods. My wife has always said and I've used her quote. Let one dude have one period and we're done with trying to be women. That's We're done. Let's go through a three-day deal of all this stuff. We are so done. We can't even catch a cold. Are you put? Oh, are you insane? All right, what do we got? What do we got? All right, let's play them. Come on, man. Holy cow, this is Whoa, look at this thing. She's warming her hands by the fire. What the hell? I, lady, blow the thing out. I don't think she can. Is these? I, I, oh my God! Look at her. Look at the smoke. Hey, this cake is done. We gotta get. Don't be fanning it. We gotta get a cup of water. They're trying to salvage the cake. That's what I'm saying. Is this one of those fake they keep relighting? Well, I don't know why there's 18 bajillion candles on it. I think. What are you gonna do here? Is that it? It's Did we restart wild. it? Well, this is what I don't understand with this video is I think once you turn the age of, I don't know, 15, you got to oh, stop yeah. with the candles. Like then you just get the numbers where it's like two, one or yes. two or whatever. You can't be turning 85, then have 85 candles on right. your, your house is going to burn down. Um, and first of all, who wants to eat a cake after all these family members are blowing on it and spitting on it? I'm not even a germaphobe, and that's so gross. Bingo. My <laughs> son's birthday was the 10th. We put, I told my wife, one candle because I don't want him spitting on our stuff. I know <laughs> how he is. I don't need that crap in my life. All right, what's the next one? Hi, you've reached Giovanni, so how can I help you? Reservation for tonight? Of course. How many people? Four? Okay, yeah, we can do that. Oh, you're coming in with a big old tubby fatty fatso? Okay, great. Thank you. Thanks so much for calling ahead to let us know. Uh, we really appreciate it, and I know they would appreciate it as well. Fat people love when their friends have to call places ahead of time to warn about their size. Yeah, yeah, they love it. Um, yeah, don't worry, we'll get the big old fat, fatty, fat booth ready for you. And um, don't worry, the menu, we've removed all of, you know, mentions of diet, no keto, no vegetarian, no nothing. We've actually also removed the calorie counts on the, on the menu items. We know that can upset the big old porkers, you know what I mean? Nothing worse than an angry fat person, I know you know. Uh, but yeah, we'll have the booth ready for you for seven. And don't worry, there's a place for them to park their, their scooter. Yeah, yeah. Hey, those calorie counts are killing me. They're not helping me. They're not making me shy away. They're just making me feel more guilty. I don't need the calorie count. Uh, what's next? Oh. 
he's got, got bro? He's got wheels on him, that kid. <laughs> oh man, I don't like this. This could be bad. I don't know why that video reminds me of those videos. They were popular in the nineties, but those jump scare videos where you're watching this person or this car drive. And then all of a sudden a scary face pops up. That's what I was waiting for. Yes. <laughs> well, I like, I like the fat one. I'm, I, I thought the fat one's the winner. The fat one, that's gotta be Ryan. It, I think it is Ryan. Yeah. Oh. I agree. That's another slippery slope. That's another slippery slope because now you have fat people demanding free airplane seats and stuff like that. It's like, come on. Hey, uh, now we got Lizzo telling us she's the face of beauty. Like, no, you're the face of unhealthy heart disease. I mean, just stop it already. I mean, I'm I'm 20 pounds overweight. My body never hurt. If I would lose 20 pounds, I, I don't want to hear it. No, you're the face of heart disease. You're the face of all kind of bad shit is what you are. Don't at me with it. Clown world. Great site on Twitter, by the way, Clown World. Unbelievable site. You're the best. Have a great weekend with your mama. Bye, Dan. Uh, that's it for the week. Thanks to everybody. YouTube was popping as always. We're going to get the Twitter numbers rocking and rolling. Twitter's doing some algorithm stuff with us. But hey, uh, two to two now, it is uh, Dartmouth and uh, Harvard. All right. I got to go, man. I got to go. I got to get out of here. Have a great week, everybody. We'll start weekend. We will see you. And Ryan's on a roll. We will see you on Monday right here at Don't Ask. Thanks, guys.